Chapter Sixteen of As in a Mirror by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Sixteen Revelations. Corliss Elliot's courage lasted well into the next morning when he bade his father a cheery good-bye and assured him that he would get away as early as possible on the following day and that he would not go back at all were it not for some important matters at college needing his attention hildreth too was cheerful keep up a good heart corliss was her admonition the truth must conquer you know it always does and corliss if you find that money is needed i mean if you decide that it will be right to pay that money over again we can raise it don't worry about that either this she said in the face of the fact that money was scarce and that she had not at that moment the remotest idea how to raise the extra sum it will be remembered that although mr elliot was what was counted a successful farmer he was by no means a wealthy man and to raise even fifty additional dollars at that season of the year would be no small matter when corliss was fairly gone some of the brightness that had been worn for his sake faded from hildreth's face she was haunted now with a nameless anxiety concerning elfrida the child was at home having begged permission to remain there she was well she said but she did not feel like school it seemed to her that she should fly if she tried to study she is worried about her father was mrs elliot's conclusion she certainly must have heard some grave doubts expressed as to his recovery she cried last night whenever i mentioned his name although i assured her that the doctor when he came last evening pronounced the symptoms in every way better do you think that exaggerated accounts of his illness can have gotten around possibly said hildreth more reticent than usual with her mother and resolved upon a quiet talk with elfrida at the first opportunity it was late in the day before the opportunity occurred in fact she had finally to make it she grew the more resolved to do so as it became evident that elfrida distinctly avoided her or at least studied to avoid a moment's conversation with her in private there was certainly a stronger or rather a different disturbing force than her father's illness nervous the child certainly was and had been her sister reflected for several days and as her nerves were naturally in a healthy and well-managed state it became important to learn what had unsettled them just how she associated the girl's unrest with what corliss had told her about the wayside house and the mysterious photograph she could not have told indeed she assured herself indignantly that she did not associate them for a moment only the two anxieties would persist in floating through her mind nevertheless whenever she recalled corliss's words about anonymous letters written by someone in their neighborhood a strange shiver ran through her frame about the middle of the afternoon elfrida came downstairs dressed for walking and announced to susan that she was going for a long walk that young woman who had been sorely tried with the girl's unusual nervousness replied tartly that she hoped she would walk off her tantrums and come back acting like herself hildreth was on duty in her father's room at the time 
but as soon as she was released made ready to follow, having taken note of the direction Elfrida had chosen. She understood her habits, and met her on her return trip, just as she had planned, half a mile from home. "'I have been sent out to take the air,' she said cheerily to Elfrida, who had been walking with eyes bent on the ground, and who started like a frightened creature at first sight of her. "'Is that so?' was the eager reply. "'Then go on to the rocks. There will be a lovely sunset view to-night. I thought of waiting for it myself.' no i have not time for the sunset to-day i must get back and help mother besides i came this way on purpose to meet you i want to have a little visit with you we have hardly seen each other for a week or two she linked her arm within her sister's as she spoke and the two moved on together elfrida however had made no response and as hildreth stole a glance at her she saw that she was crying softly her evident misery struck to the elder sister's heart. "'What is it, dear?' she asked, in tones such as a mother might have used. "'You cannot be worried about father. At least, you need not be. We are more hopeful of his speedy recovery than we have been for nearly two weeks. The doctor spoke positively this morning, you know, and father feels and looks better in every way. Everything is going all right, Elfie.' what is it that troubles you? Has someone been telling you that father was very ill and not going to recover? Elfrida shook her head and began to cry harder. Then it must be some trouble of your own, dear. I have seen for several days that something was wrong. Can't you confide in me, Elfie? I thought I was your best and dearest friend next to mother, and she is so busy with father. Cannot I take her place for a little while?' i don't know how to tell it said poor elfie and her tone was so full of abject misery that her sister was sure there was something gravely wrong they walked on for some seconds in silence the elder sister trying to determine how best to approach a girl who had suddenly become a bundle of sore nerves she had meant to question her closely as to why john was at the holcombs and how it was that she changed all her plans and came home with him. But the girl was evidently too much excited now, and too miserable, to talk about personalities. She determined to try to interest her in something that she had forced herself to believe was entirely outside of her sister's knowledge. Perhaps through that story Elfie could get control of herself, and begin to realize that there was real trouble in the world." Corliss told me a strange thing last night, she began quietly. He is troubled about some of the college boys, wild fellows, not at all of his set, of course. There is one in particular, named Hooper, about whom he is especially anxious, or at least he is the one for whom he has the least hope of any young man in college. He says there is hardly any evil that that boy is not capable of planning." he overheard through some of that set that certain very bad or very foolish girls had been corresponding with them strangers you know elfie never having so much as met them what especially worried corliss was that this hooper has a correspondent in this neighbourhood can you imagine who it can be they use assumed names he thinks and she has even sent him her photograph 
should you suppose that a girl who had intelligence enough to write a letter could be guilty of such an act of folly as that corliss came upon the fellow when he was exhibiting it and laughing and making simply terrible speeches over it corliss caught just a glimpse of the picture and has been haunted ever since with the idea that it bore a resemblance to nell marvin of course it was a mere resemblance but only think how dreadful it makes me angry for all pure-hearted girls to think that there are others who bring their class into disrepute in this way then worse than all the rest they had planned those fellows to bring a party of so-called ladies out to the wayside house night before last for supper and a dance this hooper was to come out here and take his correspondent to the wayside to join them corliss was so troubled about it all for fear you know that some poor ignorant girl in our neighbourhood would get into trouble that he secured leave of absence and came out to the wayside house corliss came to the wayside house interrupted elfrida her voice indicating intense excitement and she trembled so violently that the hand resting on hildreth's arm shook as if with an ague chill yes said hildreth gravely and with sinking heart something very serious must be the matter her hope was poor sister that elfrida must have become aware in some way of the correspondence and knew who was carrying it on and that her conscience was troubling her because she had kept it secret she tried to finish her story without visible agitation he spent the entire evening at the wayside house in such company he says as he was never in before and desires never to be again but he knew none of the people at least none of the girls and this hooper did not appear at all he does not know now whether hooper learned in some way that he was there and feared that he would recognize the girl or what detained him corliss is still worried and anxious he talked with me this morning about it and suggested that perhaps you could help us to get at the truth it touches home you see coming right into our neighbourhood do the schoolgirls ever talk up any such ideas elfie of course none of them would go to the wayside house but there is no girl among your classmates who would write an anonymous letter is there elfrida made no sort of answer and hildreth suppressing an anxious sigh after a moment went on there's another thing corliss says that while he was waiting there that evening he saw john moving about in the large room as though he too were waiting for somebody corliss didn't speak to him because of course he did not care to be recognized in that place if it could be avoided but he could not help wondering if john were in the habit of going to the wayside i cannot think that he is and yet i do not know there is something suspicious about him and i have been disappointed in a good many people of late is the wayside house such a perfectly dreadful place hildreth it was elfrida's voice that asked the question but so hoarse and constrained that her sister felt that she would not have known it under other circumstances she looked anxiously at the tear-filled eyes and flushed face and spoke gently why elfie dear it is hardly necessary for you to ask that question you know the reputation of the house our father you remember would not think for a moment of sending one of us there on an errand 
even in broad daylight why do you ask do you think john goes there often or had he an errand that he felt was important he must have gone early in the evening before he went to the holcombs of course i confess that all his movements on that evening looked suspicious to me the fact that he must drive back to town at all when there were so many duties awaiting him at home seemed strange i don't like to be always suspecting people of wrong but we ought to be careful about john we are responsible for his being in this neighborhood i suppose and as to this other matter we simply cannot put it away from us one cannot help fearing that some poor girl who has no mother and has had no bringing up has been led into evil ways right here in our midst if it were one of my scholars elfie it almost seems as though it would break my heart but i cannot think of any of them who would be tempted in this way it isn't one of them exclaimed elfrida bursting into a perfect passion of tears and speaking words so choked with sobs that hildreth could scarcely understand them it isn't one of your girls it is just i your own sister i have done it all i didn't mean any harm it was just for fun they dared me to do it the girls did laura holcomb said i wouldn't dare to write a letter to anybody because of you she said if i had a grandfather and wrote to him i would have to show all my letters to you before they were sent and a lot of stuff like that so i thought i would show them that i wasn't afraid i thought too that it was real fun and i didn't think for a minute that any harm would come of it oh hildreth have i disgraced you all and will father and mother have to be told oh, i wish i could die she turned suddenly and threw herself down on an old log by the wayside and burying her face in her hands sobbed as though her heart would break hildreth stood still regarding her with an expression of mingled pain and wonder she had hardly even yet taken in the thought that the poor ignorant misguided girl that she had been alternately blaming and compassionating ever since she had heard of her could possibly be their elfie solicitude for her sister finally overmastered other feelings get up dear she said bending down and reaching for the child's arm and she tried to make her voice very kind you mustn't sit there you will take cold we must hurry home as fast as we can mother will be needing me we must not trouble mother and father with this now she continued as elfrida allowed herself to be helped up from the log we must do the best we can until father is well but elfie i must know all about it from the beginning every word if i am to be of real help to you those people who came to the wayside house that evening had you anything to do with them i didn't know that i had said poor elfie i'll tell you every bit of it hildreth we picked out the name from the catalogue because we liked the sound of it augustus sayre hooper laura said it had a very aristocratic sound and she shouldn't wonder if he were a connection of the sayres of boston all i thought was that he would be a nice smart man like corliss you know and that it would be great fun to get letters from him and make him to think all sorts of nice things about me i didn't mean ever to see him or to let him know who i really was for the world but hildreth he wrote real beautiful letters 
i thought after a while that he was everything that was good and noble and that it would be an honor to be a friend of his i'll show you his letters and you will see how truly noble he makes himself out to be i mean without praising himself in the least it does seem as though corliss must be mistaken in him go on said hildreth and despite her effort her voice was cold this sister of hers was both younger and older than she had thought her there isn't much more said the poor girl meekly he kept wanting to come and call upon me he said that a matter begun in jest had developed into earnest and felt sure that we would be good friends for life and that he needed my influence and my letters to help him through the temptations of college life and you know it is a life of temptation hildreth i have often heard mother and father say so he said i had done him good already that i would never know in this world how my letters had helped him over some hard places i wanted to do a little good hildreth i did really i can never be like you helping everybody and interested in everybody no matter how common and uninteresting they are but i thought i could help him and i cannot bear to think that what corliss says of him is true another burst of tears hildreth felt the strangest mixture of emotions she could have shaken the trembling girl leaning on her arm for being such an errant simpleton and she could have gathered her to her heart and wept over her as the innocent dupe of a villain and she was still such a child they had thought her singularly free from temptations of this sort please elfie try to control yourself and tell me all about it she said at last it was the utmost that she could bring herself to say does the wayside house meeting come in why he wanted me to go and take a ride with him he was to meet me at laura holcomb's and oh hildreth there is something more that i am afraid you will think is dreadful he wanted my picture a good while before this and i would not send it to him not my own of course i hunted through the photographs in corliss's collection for a fancy one and i came upon one of nell marvin's that she had taken in her wedding finery when she was her aunt kate's maid of honor you remember you can hardly see her face in it because there is such a cloud of drapery well i sent him that and let him think it was i oh elfie the listener could not repress this single outcry of indignant pain was it awful hildreth i can feel that it was now it is very strange how dreadful things sound told over to you that seemed nothing but fun when laura and i planned them i had not the least idea that he would ever learn whose picture it was then when i began to know him better and to enjoy his letters and really like him as i told you i thought it would be such fun to let him come and call on laura and me and show him that the picture he had been raving over was not mine at all i thought we should have a good laugh over it and that would end the matter so that night he came laura and i were to go drive with him but laura was not well enough to go and he insisted on my going without her he said i had promised he did not mind about the picture in the least in fact he said he liked my face much better than he did the pictured one i thought he was everything that was good and noble i did not know we were going to wayside until just as he was turning in at the gate then he said that he had an appointment there with a college friend 
and when i told him that i did not want to go there he asked me if i would just step in with him for a moment or two while he spoke to his friend and then we would come right out he said he had no idea that the house was any different from other country hotels and that he must warn his college friends of its local reputation did you go with him to the wayside house interrupted hildreth End of chapter 16